Hey everybody, this is Zach and this is the That's What I'm Screaming podcast. Thank you for checking it out. If this is your first time, I greatly appreciate it. I hope you get something out of it. I hope it makes you laugh, it makes you cry, it makes you think. I hope it does something for you. Also, if you're coming back and you've listened before and you're a repeat offender, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much. And let's go. So um, today's subject matter is basically a subject that has probably been beaten to death. And I know you're going to say, Zach, dude, you're really beating a dead horse on this one. But it's okay. I think it needs to be talked about. Um, and this will probably be the millionth podcast on this subject. So I'm fully aware of that. Um, today, I want to talk about cancel culture. And it, it's something that I hear a lot about. I, um, I get it. I know why people champion certain causes over others. And they think that shutting someone down who has an opposite opinion, they think they're doing a service for the rest of the world, but they're really not. Um, I just finished four years of listening to Donald Trump and his rhetoric. And, you know, I really wish he would have never been president. And I really wish I would have never heard the man speak. But you know what? It also proved to me how many suckers there are out there. And it proved to me what 74 million votes that he got proves to me there's 74 million people out there that I don't really want to hang out with. So everything has a purpose, right? Whether you agree with it or not. I hear people say dumb shit all the time, but they have the right to say dumb shit just as I have the right to say what I say. And, uh, you know, I do this podcast because I like to talk and I like to get my opinions out there and everybody has the right to do that. You know, everybody has the right to voice their opinion, say what they believe and say what they think. What you shouldn't have the right to do is try to keep someone else from voicing their opinion or saying what they want to say. And I know it, it's, it's a hairy situation out there. You, you hear people say things that are just either absurd or dangerous or, provocative and you want them to shut up. But at the end of the day, we have to figure it all out for ourselves, um, form our own opinions and our own thoughts and so on and so forth. So what made me think about this subject today was I saw some kind of news, something I was flipping through YouTube and uh, they were talking about generation Z trying to cancel Eminem, the rapper. You know, that's crazy shit. I mean, this guy has said a lot of offensive things. I personally like him. I like his music. I listen to Eminem. I'm old school. I listen to the old stuff. But um, they picked out some song from 2010 that he did with Rihanna, which I didn't know the song. I, I kind of had stopped uh, listening to anything after probably 2003 or four. So... I didn't, I wasn't aware of it and don't really care what he says in a song. It's just, it's just words in a song. I mean, you can't take everything seriously and you can't take everything literally, but with our culture today, you know, it started, you can go back to the early nineties reality TV and now with social media and everybody's got a iPhone or everybody's got a keyboard. Everybody's got a way of getting their thoughts out. And that's great. I think conversation is wonderful. I think we need to have a lot of conversations. We need to uh, 
we need to figure some shit out. But telling someone they can't speak is probably not going to help the situation. I got people that I have heard say things that I thought were completely absurd that everybody else seemed to think it was okay. I go back to the Trump supporters. He has said some things over the years when he starts talking about grab them by the pussy. Um, I'm sorry, but if that guy hasn't been beaten alive by the Me Too movement, then I don't understand why anybody would support that guy after saying that, especially anybody who's the parent of a daughter, anybody who has a sister, you know. But the Trump supporters, they turn it around and say, oh, well, he was just joking. He was just making a comment. He was just joking. Okay, well, maybe Eminem was just joking too. Maybe Bill Cosby was just playing. I don't know. But it kind of uh, shakes me up a little bit to think that they're not just trying to shut these people up. They're trying to erase them from existence. You know, these Generation Z people who want Eminem to just be erased. They want his entire catalog to be burned. They don't want anybody to ever listen to Eminem ever again. And that's that's crazy. I mean, how dare you try to tell me what I can or can't listen to? Or what I should or shouldn't listen to. That's my choice. That's my that's my choice. It's my beliefs that I get to have that you don't get to control. You know, if it was up to me, all the TV evangelists would go away. I mean, that's not going to happen, right? They have the freedom of speech. They have the freedom to say a lot of things that I disagree with, and they do. So the Eminem story made me think about it, and I have been watching, I guess it's a reboot, where they brought back the original cast from the MTV series, The Real World, from the very first season. And um, I'm two episodes in. They've only got two episodes out. And um, I kind of had forgotten how historic this show really was. And they showed a clip from from the original season in 1992 where the black male roommate gets in an argument with the white female roommate, and he ends up calling her racist. And there's a shouting match, and there's some things said that are personal. And I didn't realize it at the time, but they pointed out that that was probably the first time that a black man had ever talked to a white woman like that on television. And that kind of struck me. And he goes on to tell the story about how his mother was afraid for him. And his mother, who was born in the South in the 1940s, told him, you can't talk that way to white people. You can't do it. There will be consequences. And she feared for his life because of an argument that he had on a reality TV show. Well, I remember back when it originally aired, excuse me, and I remember there being conversations about that argument and a couple other arguments that happened on that show, but they were just conversations about it. Did you see it? They're making him out to be the angry black man and they're making her out to be the, you know, the spoiled little rich brat and they're arguing about race and racism and so on and so forth. And at the time it was just a conversation. Well, now... 
the way things are, there are groups of people that would just soon have him eradicated from history. And they don't want to talk about the conversation. They just want to say, he said this, it was inappropriate, and now he needs to go away. That guy's had an amazing career in journalism, in speaking engagements. He's written, I think, 14 books now. I mean, the guy's had an amazing career. But had he had that conversation this year with that same person in the same conversation, he probably would have been canceled. He probably would not have had a career after that. It, he, he would go away. And that sucks. I've said things in my life. I've probably said things on this podcast that are fucking stupid. I've gone back and listened to a couple of my podcasts, and I hear a couple of things that I've said, and I'm like, holy shit, I was wrong. Or that was a stupid thing to say. Does that mean I should never be allowed to sit behind a microphone ever again? Does that mean that I shouldn't be allowed to have a podcast anymore because I said something stupid? People say stupid shit all the time. That's how we learn. You know, that's how we learn from our mistakes. That's how we better ourselves. But cancel culture in this country has gotten to the point now. There's no room to grow. There's no room for reconciliation. You can't make it up. You can't do better. You just have to go away. So if cancel culture gets to decide who we listen to and who we watch and so on and so forth, pretty soon it's going to get down to where there's only going to be one person left. Everybody else is going to be shut down. And who gets to make those decisions? Who gets to be that one person that's left? The almighty, right? So I'm a little afraid of cancel culture. And it might be because I'm getting old. Yeah, that's all right. I said it out loud. So speaking of me being old, I'm going to take you back in history a little bit. And um, I was born in 1972. That's right. 72. Richard Nixon was the president of our country in 1972. And um, he's famous for a lot of things. But the thing that I remember the most about Richard Nixon was that he taped every conversation that he had in the White House. And to me, why that stands out so much is he said some really horrible things while he was president. And he said these things in the White House to people. And... He just, why in the world you would tape yourself saying these horrible things that he said, I, it makes no sense to me. At the time, I, you know, those kind of things never hit the media. They never hit the press. They were kept, they were secret. So he probably figured no one would ever hear them. But it seems to me that if the president of the United States can sit in the White House and say horrible things about groups of people and individuals that why would any of the rest of us be any better, right? The president is supposed to be the most respected person in the country. The president is supposed to be someone who leads us by example, right? Motivates us, says all the right things, 
to keep the morale boosted and so on and so forth. He said some pretty mean shit about people. And um, that's just who we are. You know, that's just who we are as people. And I remember in the 70s as a little kid, um, I probably mentioned this before. I used to love to watch Walter Cronkite on the CBS News every night. I just thought he was cool. I loved his voice and his flow and his rhythm. And he just, I just thought he was cool as shit. And, um, you know, I never really thought much about what his actual beliefs were on the stories that he was reporting. You know, when he did a story about Nixon or Ford or Jimmy Carter, did he go off the air and say, well, that guy's fucking stupid. Or I really like that guy. I'm glad I voted for him. Nah, you never heard that. So back in the day, and I kind of hate that fucking term, and I really hate the term the good old days, but back in the day, people kept their opinions to themselves for the most part. Again, I've said this before. When I was growing up, I didn't know what anybody's political beliefs were. I didn't know what anybody's religious beliefs were because I didn't go to church. I had no way of knowing. I didn't strike up conversations by asking people, Hey, do you go to church or do you believe in God? I didn't do that. So I didn't know. I didn't ask those questions. I didn't care. I think that's what it kind of comes down to. I didn't care. I was too busy looking out for my own shit to worry about everybody else's shit. You know what I mean? So back then we didn't have, obviously we didn't have social media and the internet and all those things. We had to figure it out on our own. We had to form our own opinions. We had to come up with our own beliefs that we had. Whereas now, if you don't know what to believe, you can find millions of people that will tell you what you should believe. And that's a little bit more of what I'm afraid of than I am actual cancel culture. You know, the Papa John's guy said the N word. So he ends up losing Papa John's and he ends up just kind of disappearing. Right. These things happen. Now, another thing about my childhood that I fell in love with and created a passion for was comedy. Now, sometimes I'm funny. Sometimes I'm just stupid. Sometimes I'm funny and stupid. So, Get ready for that. It's coming soon, I'm sure. But I used to love comedy to a point where on school nights, my mother would always fall asleep early because she worked 18 jobs and went to school. I would try to stay up every night to watch Johnny Carson and David Letterman because I thought they were funny and they would have comedians on. And I look back at what they did. and A good stand-up comedian is just a people watcher much like myself. I love to people watch. I love to go out to restaurants. My head's always on a swivel. It's a good thing my girlfriend doesn't think I'm checking out other girls because I'm not. I just like to watch people. And that's what stand-up comedians are. They're people watchers, and they're just reporting what they see, and they're putting their own little spin on it that makes it funny. Well, it's getting to where now people don't have a sense of humor anymore. People can't take a fucking joke. So if you hurt their feelings, they're going to tell everybody else that they shouldn't listen to you. I'm sure I've hurt some feelings on this podcast before. Sorry, not sorry. 
But we have a, a time now where you have to be careful who you make fun of. You have to be careful who you pick on because people are so fucking sensitive now. And now they have a voice that they can put out there that you're an asshole. I've seen people run Craigslist ads just to name somebody and call them out as being an asshole. Cause they want the whole world to know that this person's an asshole. That's just silly. The other thing was that I kind of always got a kick out of people saying stupid shit and saying absurd things and offensive things. Cause I liked making fun of it. You know, uh, the one thing I loved about Johnny Carson, he always picked on himself. He always made fun of himself. I dig that. I love, 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 love that kind of stuff. And I do it myself. I'm the first person to pick on myself. Sorry, I bumped the table. Um, if you heard that sound, it was pretty weird, I bet. So um, fast forward to now, not the good old days. We have an entire society now of people that are younger than me coming up thinking that they get to judge what is allowed to be said and done. And if they don't approve of it, they have all these different means to shut it down, to get rid of it. And um, that kind of that kind of bothers me. You know, I got upset in the 80s when the Washington Wives tried to shut down the music that I liked because they said the lyrics were offensive. Well, yeah, the lyrics were offensive. That's why I fucking love that stuff. I like it. I like people saying offensive, abrasive shit. I love shock value. I've talked about it before. Well, now they're trying to get rid of the shock value in our society. They're trying to get rid of anything offensive. Well, I've got news for you. Sometimes you have to be offended and you have to have your feelings get hurt in order for you to actually pay attention to something. You know, it's, um, it's a weird existence. It's a weird time. And I just, I'm so fucking old and I'm, I'm so set in my ways and I just don't understand how we got here. Like how do these people flourish? How do, how does cancel culture flourish because it is flourishing. People are getting shut down every day. People are getting canceled, so to speak. You know, people are getting, are losing jobs over tweets they sent four years ago. You know, I mean, really? Come on. Let's, let's toughen up a little bit. Let's get a little bit more of a thick skin than that. So there's that. So what, what are the consequences for all of this canceling that people are doing or attempting to do? The first consequence is people are going to stop being honest. People are going to stop telling you how they really feel. Um, people are going to go into, I guess, a, a kind of, they're going to go into hiding with their thoughts and their beliefs because they, they think if they think they're going to get canceled, they're just not going to say anything. Now they're still going to feel what they feel. They're still going to have those beliefs. They're just not going to readily share them with people. One thing positive 
that I got from the whole Trump fiasco is it helped me greatly identify who the assholes are around me because they put it out there. They were pretty open with their support. And by supporting this guy, I said, oh, that's great. You're wearing a MAGA hat or you've got a Trump bumper sticker on your car. I know now not to waste my time trying to be your friend. So that actually did a great service for me. Um, Got a lot out of it. So that's going to happen where all these people who have all these beliefs, you can't, you can cancel someone from having a voice. You can shut them down from being able to communicate with large numbers of people, but they're still going to have those same beliefs, right? There's still going to be that underlying current just boiling up in these people. And they're going to be even more pissed off because they're not going to have any way of expressing it. Right? So now, like I mentioned in a previous podcast, all the white supremacists will put their hoods and, and stuff back on and go back to having their little secret meetings. And um, we're going to have a spell where everything's going to be done in hiding. Everything's going to be a big secret, right? That's going to be a problem. That's going to be a real problem because the one thing that cancel culture is doing is it's really making it hard for me to identify who I should be afraid of and who I don't have to be afraid of. So there's that. Um, I think the fix is going to have to be people are just going to have to beat the drum again for the first amendment, for the freedom of speech. I've talked about it before on the podcast that, you know, Trump said some shit that provoked violence and he got kicked off of Twitter and Twitter's a privately owned company and they can choose to do business with whoever they want. I get that. And he got kicked off a lot of platforms, but I don't think that means that Trump's not talking anymore. I think now he's just more pissed off and now he's more, he's going to be more determined because he loves the sound of his own voice and he loves the recognition. Now he's going to have to work harder for it, which is going to piss him off because he obviously doesn't want to work hard. He's proven that. Oh, a little side note. If he gets a presidential library named after him, he might be the first illiterate person in our country to have a library named after them. Food for thought. But, um, Yeah, I I was pissed off a while, you know, after the Capitol was invaded. I was pissed off that they were provoked by things that Rudy Giuliani said and Trump and Trump Jr. And I was pissed off and I wanted them to shut up and I wanted them to go away. But the problem is now you're not going to see what they're up to. Now you're not going to know because they're not talking about it because they don't have a platform anymore. You know, I don't know how Trump communicates with his followers, but I guarantee you he's getting a message out. I guarantee you he is. So shutting people down that you disagree with does not change their beliefs. It doesn't change how they feel. If anything, it's going to make them work harder and they're going to be pissed off about it. So be careful what you wish for because you might get it. I understand the Me Too movement. Um, I feel like I understand it really well. Um, Be 
being raised by strong, independent women, a lot of the things that I've heard, a lot of the stories that I've heard within the Me Too movement kind of catch me off guard more that they happened at all. You know, I can't imagine any of the women in my life allowing someone to to do some of the things that I've heard have been done. I can't imagine like the Harvey Weinstein stuff. I can't imagine him trying to pull that shit with my mother or my grandmother or my girlfriend or anybody um, that I know how he got away with it for so long is um, really a testament to, you know, how truly twisted he was and how far he went to cover it all up. But, I think Harvey's getting his, and I think Bill Cosby's probably getting his. Now, when I say we shouldn't cancel people out, you know, a serial rapist, a murderer, yeah, maybe they should just sit in their prison cell and keep quiet. But um, just because you don't like song lyrics, that's not really a reason to eliminate someone from the world. It's not. Um, I disagree greatly with a lot of lyrics that Eminem's had over the years, but that doesn't mean I think he's a horrible, rotten person. I don't know the guy. I've never met him. And that's another danger in the whole situation is you got a group of people that are trying to cancel out people that they've never met and they don't know. Until you sit down and have a face-to-face conversation with someone or spend a day with them or break bread with them or something, you really don't know who they are. You don't know, you know, for instance, I did a whole podcast on Jerry Falwell Jr. I mean, I've got a pretty good idea of who he is and what he is, but I don't really know. I've never sat down and had a talk with him. It might be a show. You know, there's this thing called Hollywood, and they create characters all the time. You know, Michael J. Fox has always played a good guy, a great guy. So he has this persona of being a great guy. You know, the guy next door that you want to hang out with, he might be a complete dickhead. I don't know. Who knows? It goes both ways, right? Some people we see them and we see them in roles or we see them in positions and we think that guy is awesome. He, uh, he must be a super nice guy. I watch, uh, somebody feed Phil. I'm addicted to this Netflix series with Phil Rosenthal to watch his show. He seems like the nicest human being that ever lived, but he might be a complete asshole too. I don't know. That's why I'm a little, bothered by the whole, especially when it comes to public figures and we need to cancel this entertainer and cancel that rapper and cancel this person and so on and so forth. Nobody really knows these people until you get to know these people. The other side of it is how do we learn from our mistakes if we're just canceled after we make one? How do we become better? Now, you can point out to me that I said something really fucking stupid. And you can even point out to me that you think I'm wrong. 
But does that mean I shouldn't be allowed to talk ever again? Is that fair? Is that how we were supposed to do things? I don't think so. The one thing about our culture and our society, the one thing that people in this country used to love, and there's thousands of them. We could talk about them forever. But our country loves a good comeback story. Somebody who fell from the top, picked themselves up, dusted themselves off, made another run and came back bigger and better than ever. People love those kind of stories. And you're not going to get those stories anymore if you just completely erase someone's existence after they've made a mistake or said something dumb. If I would have been canceled every time that I said something dumb, I wouldn't have been allowed to speak for the last 40 years. True story. So those are two things that I feel like are going to go away. Learning from our mistakes and comeback stories. Now, I don't really think there's going to be a comeback story for Bill Cosby. I'm not seeing that one. You're going to need somebody to write that script because I just can't see that. But, um, yeah, there's, there's places and times out there that, that people have had that where they feel like, oh my God, my life is over. I'm ruined. I'm destroyed. I'm ruined. And a few years later, they come back stronger than ever. There's been athletes that have had that happen. You know, Muhammad Ali is a great story. Guy wasn't allowed to fight the thing that he was the best at. He wasn't allowed to fight because he didn't want to go to Vietnam. And there were a lot of people in this country that hated Muhammad Ali. They thought he was a traitor. He was called a draft dodger. He was called a lot of names and he wasn't allowed to fight. And he came back, and now he's an icon. He's a legend. The story of Muhammad Ali is legendary and loved, not just in his own community, but loved all over the world like a saint. But he probably, at least once in his life, probably said, well, that's it. I'm done. It's over. But he came back, and he whipped a lot of asses. Mike Tyson came back. Now, we could go down a whole road. Do I really think Mike Tyson raped that girl or do I not? I don't know. He was found guilty, but I don't know. That's a tough call. But he came back. And now he's revered by a lot of people. He's got his own podcast. It's pretty freaking good, too. Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. Check it out. It's pretty good. Well, now, you know, people look up to him. People idolize him. He's done some pretty amazing things. He went to prison for a while, but he came out and he corrected himself. He he, he got his shit together. Eh, if he's a rapist, though, that kind of sucks. But there are comeback stories. And there could not have been comeback stories if these people would have been completely canceled and erased from our culture. Some people need to hit bottom before they can find out truly how great they are. Some people 
have to hit hard. You know, I, I think I'm trying to think of who said the, the the quote is sometimes the height of your success is determined by how hard you hit bottom. And I think that's true. I think there are a lot of people out there that had to hit bottom. They had to, had to lose everything. But if they weren't allowed to even try to make a comeback, if they would have been told, we never want to hear your voice again, we never want to see your face again, they would have never made that comeback. And we wouldn't have them to look up to. I'm a huge Muhammad Ali fan. Huge fan. The whole didn't want to fight in Vietnam. I got news for you. I don't think any of them boys wanted to go fight in Vietnam. I really don't. He just said it. And he said a lot of things during that time. You know, he he was the... I think the first one that publicly said on television, I don't want to go to another country and kill other brown people. That's pretty intense. That was pretty intense for the time. You, you got to remember, this is the 60s. And a black man is saying that in the United States. That's pretty heavy stuff. And he came back bigger and better than ever. And the story of Muhammad Ali will be told generation after generation. And it should be told. Um, there's a, a lot of documentaries out there. There's been a lot of books written. I'm sure there have been a lot of podcasts done about Muhammad Ali, as there should be. Fascinating, driven, really smart. And he came from a background that nobody would have blamed him if he would have just given up at an early age. Those are the stories that I love. The people that really, that come from a background where nobody thought they were going to be successful. Nobody thought that there was going to be a chance that this person is going to do great things and then they do it. And it's just fucking amazing. I love that stuff. But let's get back to the subject. So cancel culture um, the consequences of that are big and scary. Let people speak. Let Donald Trump speak. He's going to say dumb things. Let everybody speak, right? I've gone back and forth with this whole Twitter banning people thing, and it's like, you know, I get it. You own Twitter. It's a private company. You have the right to refuse service to anybody you want. But at the end of the day, I really just hope one day, finally, Donald Trump is going to say the one thing that turns all of his followers off and makes them all turn on him. But right now, I don't know that he has much of a platform to do that. So we'll see what happens. Please don't cancel me. Please, I like doing this. This is fun. Anyway, that was the show. I'm Zach, and this is the That's What I'm Screaming podcast. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. If it's, like I said before, if it's your first time, thanks for giving it a shot. Uh, repeat offenders, 
I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you'd like to send me an email and reach out to me, please do. That's what I'm screaming podcast at gmail.com. No capital letters, no punctuation. Just that's what I'm screaming podcast at gmail.com. I hope everybody goes out and has a great, great day. <laughs>